the past, the present, the future. This is Friday Night Fright. What the planet is listening to. Hello, this is your boy Ian Austin for another episode of Friday Night Fright. On this episode, we're going to be doing reviews, previews, thingamajigs for Saw 4, 5 and 6. So I can't wait for that because, sorry, I love the first three Saw movies. I love them, love them, love them. I love them so much. They make my heart flutter. Guys, they make my heart flutter, you know. That being seven, that wasn't the best thing I watched last week. No, it was Saw 1, 2, and 3. I watched them over three days, the gapping middle, and boy, did they make my head hurt. Um, well, considering they're the best three, <laughs> that's not a good sign. I, I, I have obviously watched all the movies, but I've never watched them in chronological order before, and I feel vaguely traumatised now, because I've... Not just go watch four, four, saw, so, uh, saw four, five, and six. I have watched Jigsaw, and um, then Pieces because Pieces is part of the canon for me. So I'm fucking delighted about that. Um, uh, so I'll be back after a brief word from our sponsor, and then I'll do the preview of Saw Four. Yay! Can't wait! Yay! So, it's time to do a preview of Saw 4. Well, it comes off Saw 3, <laughs> naturally. Um, so, spoiler alert, you know, if you're still listening to this crap, then you sort of, you obviously don't care about Saw movies, but you get 10 seconds, and then I'm going to start spoiling the movie. So, I'll start singing, Oh, MacDonald had a farm, E-I-E-I-O, and if you're still listening to this podcast, I'm going to spoil Saw 4. Okay, so from my members, Saw 4 is a particularly interesting structure because it takes place during Saw 3, I think, maybe? I don't fucking know. They're all blurring together now. But hey, you know, that's fine because um, I'm sure with John Kramer dead, I'm sure they have a brilliant, amazing, resplendent character who can replace him. And my memory tells me, reminds me of who it is and I hope, the movies change up slightly because you know it's like it's like you go from Freddy Krueger to like Jesse Eisenberg in Batman vs Superman. Like you go from top, you go from Freddy Krueger, Jason Mike Myers to a guy. You just go to a guy, Jigsaw, who is still a guy, but he's master planner, master manipulator, and all of that. Then you go to just guy, just 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 a wee little guy, just to quote. Someone used to work with a wee little guy, a grand little guy. It's a wee little boy. It's a wee little guy. You know, you go from top to a wee little guy. I, what can you do, you know? It's like, fuck it. If if the franchise keeps going, they can't keep one up themselves. No! And it focuses entirely on Rube Goldberg traps and villainous-wise, some fucking guy from uh, fucking um, Seventh Heaven, uh, fucking, what's that? Terrible show, basketball show, not hand time, the other one, the one with a dude in it, um, I don't, I don't fucking know, but yeah, it was the guy from, 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 from show of the main character called Whitey, you know, just, just, just the guy, just the guy in the suit, that's the villain for the rest of the franchise, just guy, just guy in the suit, that's it, that's all you need, that's all you need, surely, like, what can you do, you know, and who saw it coming, anyway, not about that, I watched the goddamn movie, and then I'll talk about the goddamn movie, and then I'll come back and I'll do the same for, four, for Saw 5 and Saw 6. You know, it's like this, this franchise, it's, it's, it's awful. It's, it's, it's awful. It's sawful. It has the power of Saw. If you are capable of making a bad horror movie, you shall have the power of Sawman Molnir or whatever. Anyway, enough about that crap. Um, I'll be back. Uh, just... For you guys, just a few seconds for me, I have to sit through Saw 4. But I will be back, I promise you. I'll be back. And I've just finished Saw 4. I sometimes doing this podcast is a chore among chores among chores. And sometimes it's a blessed little bee.
Tonight it's a hybrid between the two because on one hand talking and talking about movies is one of my favourite things to do. On the other hand Saw 4 is a terrible terrible movie in almost every regard so it's hard to find out where to start from. It's also hard to find the patience to talk about the movie even my great big bushy beard. Um. Well, firstly, this is definitely Darren, Darren Ling Boozman Saw movie, and it's also the first Saw movie with no creative control or input from James Wong and Lei Winnell, which is probably a good thing, because I imagine they, after making the original three, they thought we've done everything we can possibly do, and we've exhausted our range of traps, and at this point, they probably wanted to get the fuck away from Saw as much as humanly possible and make movies like the, what's the insidious movies or the um, Conjuring, you know, classy horror movies that don't fixate on gore and violence and objectification of women, but are actually in some ways really good horror movies. I know Leywin always tang over Insidious completely, and Jane Swan made the first two Conjuring movies and then jumped on to Aquaman. But at this point, I think it's fair to say their careers have risen a bit higher than Darren Lynn Boozman, who's making, who's made a bunch of terrible Saw movies, even by Saw movie standards. And I know that's going to come across as me being a bit of an asshole, me being leisure and smug and all of that. And there's going to be a lot of people saying, well, it's all movies, what do you expect? You know, you weren't even happy if the original ones, Ian, and you're going to talk shit about new, the newer ones. It's like, what are you doing? You asshole, you smug little git. And I don't disagree with you. I am very smug and I am not terribly tall and I'm a bit of a getting person in, in general but at the same time I don't think I'm wrong and in case of this movie I don't think I'm wrong saying this is by far the worst of four movies so far it's um it's okay I'll tell you about my feelings on this movie summed up succinctly and then ramble, rambling afterwards but succinct criticism of this movie isn't it? it is essentially a twist that is it and it's not like, it's just, you know what I mean, it's one thing whereby you can praise the twist and go, oh, that's very clever storytelling, or you can see it for what it is, which basically they had no idea what the fuck they were doing, and they thought the only way they proceed was to do an intercourse. <sighs> and the intercourse obviously is an in-between movie, you know, that takes place during the movie, and it's usually used to... I hate word filler, I hate the term filler in terms of sigma, but in this case I think it applies quite nicely. This is eerily similar to what you would call filler in that it pads the time and leaves them a bit of time to figure out where the fuck they're going with the actual follow-up to Saw 3. Because this movie obviously, as alluded to earlier, takes place during the events of Saw 3, which is a big twist in the movie. Not a very good twist. And also reveals to us who villain is going further. Another thing I teased before I start doing this review. And why why fuck just not say it up front? The villain now, from now on, is Hoffman, who looks like a villain or a evil father character from a, a late 90s, early 2000s teen show. Teen drama show. You know, like Dawson's Creek. So TV show, and that's not really encouraging, you know, because it's like it's not nothing Tim then about it, you know. He's just he's just a guy in a suit, and I know Jigsaw is just a guy in like a big mask and all that shit. But at least Jigsaw had an iconic ish attire and little the little fucking doll on tricycle and the fucking cloaks and the voice and shit and. And Detective Hoffman is just, you know, he's, he's literally he's just Detective Ming Hoffman. Nothing to him then about him. And it also fundamentally falls down because they've decided that they want to get rid of Jigsaw, and that's fine. <laughs> they want to turn to a legacy character, but they don't have the balls to actually get rid of fucking Tobin Bell's John Frame completely. So we get flashbacks. We get lots of flashbacks. We get extended flashbacks, which slow the pace of an already inconsequential plot down to its bare core. And by bare core, I don't mean the core of an actual bear, which would be pretty awesome. No, I mean, this is literally 
the simplest, simplest version of the story they could do with that stupid twist and with lots of extended jigsaw flashbacks. And at this point, it's like, guys, I get what you're doing. You don't think you can make a Saw movie without Tobin Bear. And I get that without John Kramer. And I understand I get that. But in that case, why the fuck did you kill him off in the first place? In in all seriousness, jokes aside, why would you kill him off? And I know what everyone's going to say. Oh, we thought it, it, we thought that movie would be end. We thought that'd be final movie. And to that, I say bullshit. You have fucking images. You had an actress cast as John Kramer's wife in a hallucination sequence, and you're telling me you didn't plan for that. That's bullshit. So, again, why the fuck do you kill him off in the first place? It doesn't make any sense. Unless you're a supernatural franchise, do not kill off your main antagonist. Especially off the three movies. Especially off that clearly Tobin Bay was happy to come back and make more movies. So why the fuck would you kill him off in the first place? It just doesn't make any sense. It's just Especially when you had in the first movie that drug, you know, that paralysed him and shit. Oh, you just use that again. And no, the producers and creators say, oh, we will try and make a, 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 an end to trilogy, a, a, a realistic, a, a, an effective horror movie stands on its own. And I'm like, none of these movies stand on their own. It might be the intent. They don't stand, none of them stand on their own. They're all terrible parts of a terrible hole. And this one, oh, it's a gaping, wounded chasm of a hole. What are my main issues with Saw 4 then? Well, my main issue is, at this point, it's just... There's nothing there. Like, they're going down the cop angle, and yeah, okay, Detective Rig, ha-ha, that's funny, that's a reference, but they're also useless. All the cops are useless, and the only reason they have any information on Jigsaw whatsoever is John Kramer decided to turn himself in, but then he escaped. But then it's like, well, I don't know. I I really feel like they there's a divide here between what they're going for with movies, which was oh, what what if a human being was serial killer, this super uh, iconic slasher style serial killer, but had cancer. And it's like yeah, it's it's definitely an idea. It's not necessarily a good idea, but. But by going down that route, they ruined the like, the fact that you could really have stretched John Crane Jigsaw over a longer period in terms of movies, you know? But I, I, I just don't get it. I really don't understand why someone didn't go, guys, 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 we could kill off John Kramer, but what if we don't? What if we don't? Especially off second movie. After the second, when as soon as they made the second movie, they had to realize we have a franchise here. So why the fuck would you like first step? Oh, we're gonna give him cancer. Like, okay, fine. Second step, we're gonna we're gonna have him die off. He's like, what? Like, it's just it's the more flashbacks you have, the more stupid that decision was in the first place. And particularly in this movie, when we get flashbacks and yet like Jigsaw's origin story, like John Kramer's like, oh no, his his wife got smushed against the door and she's pregnant and oh no she's lost a baby and oh no they can't have enough baby because John Kramer looks like he's in his early 60s and his wife is in early 40s and it won't work and it's like wait how does that make any sense like I, I hate to sound cruel because this sounds like very guy opinion but like you nothing in the movie says they couldn't have had enough kid but they decide not to like I mean I I I I understand, you know, things like that, but like, you needed a line for this movie. Oh, sorry, you know, there's such and such, you know, she couldn't have have kids again or something like that or something. Or like they use IVF, but they just like... The one time we needed context and they didn't give us context. It's just bafflingly silly. And all the stuff with the lawyer and stuff like that could have been generally interesting, you know, like the estate jigsaw and stuff like that, but they don't give a fuck about that. They don't care. Like, what? what? I'm not even criticising. I understand, you know, you're paid to make, to write movies and get them out on short production scale, and I understand that, but this movie just feels like literally running in gear, running space, you know, not even running in space, Running, 
fucking running on the floor, you know, you're not going anywhere, you're not proceeding, you're just doing it just to do it, and also I think it's a crippling waste of Tobin Bay, because it impl- the flashbacks are meant <laughs> flesh, sorry, meant flesh out character of Jigsaw, but you need better writing to do that, this is just a big bag of nothing, and then his wife shows up, and it's like, oh, we know who you are, and so like, but you seem you seem confused by her picture being on wall. Like, no, she is. That should jump out any more. And then there's the traps, which are just at this point just nasty for the sake of being nasty. And it's not very entertaining anymore. Trust me. I know lots of people caught gore porn, and my argument for that be where it's not even interesting visually. It's like they just. They're doubling down on all the problematic parts, and they're just ah, oh. like like the traps lose, especially like when he gets that jigsaw flashback, and he's hanging out with Cecil, and Cecil sort of like gets out trap and sort of like, I'm gonna murder you, jigsaw, and jigsaw moves, and Cecil falls into a fucking a barbed wire mesh, like in a in a mini cage, and so like why the fuck jigsaw have that? Why isn't jigsaw concerned? At- this guy dying right in front of him. It's so weird. It's 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 like they wanted Jigsaw to have a bat story akin obviously Fangos from Marvel Cinematic Universe came later, but it's like they want him to have that, like we're gonna give him a reason he does this shit. And I just think that's boring and badly written and not badly acted, but it's a waste of the guy's talent to have to sit through so much bollocks like that. And just generally, I feel like this is a sign that franchise is really double-dipping down here because, you know, you had the stuff Jigsaw Mando was actually interesting, but they rushed through that. And now I've got fucking Hoffman's a bad guy. Hoff? Like, it just just doesn't feel like anything. And the new cops aren't very interesting. the visuals aren't interesting, the writing isn't really anymore, there's no dynamic conflict or anything, there wasn't even really two stories, there was the cops doing cop shit and Reds doing red shit, and then like, oh, Reds, you learned a lesson, you shouldn't go through doors and haven't been secured, and it's like, Jigsaw, you're getting really specific with your shit now, you know? So anyway, yep, Saw 4, uh... Two out of five, and that's been generous. This was really, really bad. Really, really um, tough to sit through. Not particularly engaging. Uh, the conflicts from characters didn't really make any sense. The cops are just... They've narrowed cops down to the least interesting ones. Eric Matthews' death was one of stupid... Detective Eric Matthews' death even was one of the stupidest things I've seen in a long time. The lawyer was ridiculous. The traps were silly. Everyone seems to go from North City when in trap, using no, not even trying think anymore. It's like we don't want to have the the thinking part. We just want people to die gruesomely because that's where the money is. And just generally feels like everyone's just going through motions. So yeah, two out of five, and that's being extremely, extremely generous. So I'll be back in a sec with my. Preview for Saw 5. Oh, Jesus Christ. This is not going to be an enjoyable week of episodes. Oh, boy. Saw 5. What can you say about Saw 5 that wasn't said about the Hindenburg? (laughs) Um, I don't know why I do this myself. I really don't. I know this is going to be bad. I know I can feel it in my bones. I really can. I I have no... Zero, zero expectations that this is going to be anything other than a train wreck. And yet, part of me's like, but in chronological order, maybe it'll be good. Maybe it'll be good. Like, you know, surely. I mean, law of averages, you know. But this isn't law of averages, is it? This is sore of averages. Sore average and this franchise is sawful <laughs> it's go so so bad so bad Ian can't even formulate words um i what i remember about saw five 
Um, it's a very Hoffman movie. Uh, it's a lot of, lot of the Hoff in it. Um, it's uh, very much the Hoff. Um, but it's not the Hoff, you know? It's it's No, seriously, what I remember... I don't remember a goddamn thing from this fucking movie. Other than the fact that I get for free... Um, so I better watch it quick because my Starplay subscription runs out soon. But I just like you, you know what I mean. It's like it's a saw movie. I mean, what are you going to say? It's 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 just a saw movie with Detective Hoffman, and um, I don't even know what to say really. It's uh, <laughs> the continuing adventures of Detective Hoffman. So no, so, oh right, remember from movie. Um, there's a trap where some has to cut. Put tracky on their throat. Hoffman results plot threads from Saw 3 that they fucked up and remembered they had to pay off, and there's other stuff that happens. But I remember it being very good. I, I just remember at this point in franchise, even without watching order being like they're running and fucking empty at this point. But you know, what can you do? So it's time for Saw 5, so I'll be back in just a few tits um for you guys i have to sit for this fucking movie but i will see you guys on the other side you know so see you in a sec so i've just finished saw five yay i'm almost there yay celebrate good times come on it's only in celebration. I'm gonna celebrate Polly, oh yeah. It's a celebration. It's gonna last throughout the year. Cause Ian's just watched Saw number five. And he's pretty close to grabbing a knife. I'm talking celebration. I have no words. That was a piece of shit. Maybe it made money, but it might only have made a bit. I can't even continue the song theme anymore. Oh my god, that was terrible. Oh, what? Sweet, sweet Louisiana. Sweet Zeus. Zeus. Friends, countrymen, cut off my ears. I don't have to listen to any more Saw movies because these are so bad. They're getting so bad, guys. They're getting so bad. Mr. Harakun Days of Saw Number One with DVD box, uncut version. Perhaps you enjoy seven. This goes up to eight. Where if this, that goes up to eight, then this goes down to minus eight, people. Oh boy, Saw Number Five, the Mumbo Number Five of Saw movies. One, two, three, four, five. Everyone who's live at the end of this movie, you're all gonna die in the next one. Unless you're not mentioned, which is eminently possible. Ah, Saw! What happened to this franchise, guy? I remember the first movie, I actually enjoyed. Second movie, I enjoyed. Third movie, yeah. Fourth movie, yeah. Fifth movie, it got bad, really bad. This is the anti-life equivalent of Fast and Furious, where Fast and Furious has one movie, the first movie which is okay, second movie which is kind of boring, third movie which is just, except for some cheapest cameo, terrible, and then it gets better. Source like, one movie, two movie, oh Jesus, this franchise... This franchise equivalent of my 20s, it started off promising, but by the end, oh, falling over in hedges and getting lifts to my parents' house. But that's neither here nor there. So bad, guys, so bad. I can't even begin Count Ways, which is bad, because i got three more podcast time. Um, <laughs> oh, oh, yeah, I, I have no words, which is bad, which is really bad because I'm a purveyor of words. I'm a purveyor of literal isms and figurative isms and, and phrases, phrases, you know, phrases that form words that form sentences, letters that form words that form sentences, and I don't really have anything because Saw 5. I, I I never I don't like saying this because I don't agree with it, but you know those stupid old internet memes that says Star Wars, you know, molested my childhood or raped my childhood in bear. Well, I hate that phrase because it's one, it's not true, two, it's stupid. 
So I don't feel that, but I feel so five the equivalent of it took me out for a nice seafood dinner. It you no know, came on a bit strong and by the end of it, its breast smith like shit. That's why I get the impression from Saw Five. It was a terrible day. Saw Five would be a terrible day. Your fifth if you're a fifth date this bad, you never see person again. No, you never would. Uh, what can I say about Saw Five? No, again, there hasn't been said about uh, <laughs> the the nineteen ninety one conflict with Iraq. Um, uh, oh, so bad, guys! I I just so bad. Like I thought, Darren Ling Boozman was the apex of this franchise. Tells how bad they get. They fucking one up that shit. And I'm looking at my two copies of Saw Three, both extreme editions. And I'm like, why do you have those movies? Why something like Kazam? Something like fucking don't. Donald Lundgren, Dolph Lundgren, Puncture. Like, these are not good movies. Those are not good movies. But they're certainly entertainment value. Who the fuck would be entertained by Saw 5? Seriously. Like, I'm not raising myself up as a purveyor of brilliant movies. I'm not. You guys have been here since day one. You've seen the shit I watch. Zombie Flesh Eaters. I would never call Zombie Flesh Eaters a good movie, but compared to Saw 5, Zombie Flesh Eaters is the fucking Godfather. It's Goodfellas. It's fucking Taxi Driver. It's fucking Magnolia. Fucking Zombie Flesh Eaters is fucking the Magnolia of Sigma compared to Saw 5. This is so intellectually bankrupt creatively bankrupt just soulless cash grab in every conceivable way and you won't know how i'm going to get through that you know one know how i'm going to justify that fine here's how i justify it it's flat as a pancake and that's not a criticism pancakes pancakes are delicious i love pancakes i'm not a guy who eats them all the time but i respect them i like them i love them i respect them i have no time for this movie it's just it's just nothing, really. It's just a void of cinema. And I know I hate being cruel on this podcast. I really hate doing it because it makes me feel terrible and it makes me feel like an asshole and all that. But in this case, I don't know how else to equate it. This is not... This is cinema in the loosest possible term, you know? There is no love that went into making this movie. And not if movie needs to have love put into it. I understand that. I, I agree with that. You know, some things are just, you know, you do it for the money. I get that. But surely you can invest part of your saving moves like this. Surely you can add something to it. Surely you can bring something to it. No, 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 it's good. And it's just nothing. And... Look, I know horror franchises go crap. I get it. I understand it. I'm watching Halloween, and Halloween's already gone shit with Halloween too. But at the same time, it went to shit. But you know, actually, no, I'm not. Halloween two is really, really, really bad because it fell into the same trap as this, where it's not made. There's no love making it. There's no love involved in making it. I'll give you an example: Amazing Spider-Man. Amazing Spider-Man 2, you might not like them, I understand, I, I, I can get that. But you watch those movies and it's clearly parts of those movies, the parts with the Pete Parker-Gwen Stacy romance, which doesn't entirely match with what it was like in comic and feels a bit hipster at points. But you can see while watching those movies, and a lot of those elements are stuff that Mark Webb is interesting. He would rather be making a movie with the love romance stuff and maybe a bit of weird sort of superhero stuff in the background but he's not allowed to make those movies and rightly so because you no, know, when you didn't have that much money you need to have the concrete product in mind and hit all quadrants but at the same time those elements are in the movie and you go that's very mark webb because if you've seen 500 days of summer you know what sort of stuff that mark webb is interested in and you get that you you can see those elements in there they're not too prevalent but they are in there but this movie, what directorial flourishes or creative input 
does this movie convey? Nothing. It's just... Like, put, put another way. First three movies, I know Saw 3, I wasn't terribly fond of and all that. And I know it's directed by... It wasn't directed by James Wong. But at the same time, it felt... Despite the fact there were a lot of horrifyingly awful elements to that movie, it had the feel of a James Wong and Leigh scripted Saw movie. It was scripted their way. But these ones don't. These ones are just soulless nothing. No, it's not saying anything. It's not doing anything interesting. It's not giving it anyone anything interesting to work with I mean you've got Julie Benz in the movie I'm not going to say Julie Benz is one of the best actresses on planet because she's not but between Angel and Dexter she's a very 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 good TV actress and yet you cast her in this and you give her nothing to work with at all just a waste of a decent actress same with Scott Patterson look I know not everyone likes the um, the Laureline Rory Gilmore show I know not everyone's a fan of it but at the same time, it's interesting, it's unique, it's definitely unique. And it has some decent acting in it. Scott Patterson does a decent job on that look. You wouldn't know from this movie. He basically plays grizzled Andrew Cop. That's who he plays. A fucking waste. In every conceivable regard, you know? It's just, and then you get more flashbacks with Tobin Bear. And it makes me feel like this is fucking Arrow season five or six or some shit. But not done well, obviously. And you get more flashbacks with him. And more flashbacks and more flashbacks. And maybe a flash forward, no, a flashback. And you're just thinking, what the fuck? Why? If you're not going to have him in prison, why do you keep going back to Jigsaw every time? It's like a security blanket movie. I get it. You don't actually think that you can make one of these movies without him. But again, why the fuck did you kill him off in the first place? He's your only good character and you killed him off and replaced him with his wife and with Hoffman, whose entire characterization is, oh, do you remember when, do you remember this time we're hanging out with Jigsaw? Oh, Jigsaw appears on TV, oh, I'm sad. So like, that's the character, their entire character arts are, we're not Jigsaw. And it's like, where the fuck are you the main components of moving then? Look, all I'm saying is, if you have to spend 40, 30 odd minutes each movie on flashbacks to Jigsaw slash John Kramer, because your villains have nothing going on, and their origin stories only work if Jigsaw's there, then maybe, just maybe, you're not doing a good job of, re- of reintroducing, resetting up the themes of this franchise. Oh my god, it's so bad. The writing, directing, the atmosphere. The, the characters, I know it's a joke in your movies of, oh, they do, they, they do the most violent things to each other so quickly. But in this movie, it's almost parody. It's like, fuck it, let's just skip any sense of characters using their brains at all and just have them fucking stabbing each other for no reason. Link to great part of this movie where they realise you're trapped. Maybe if we hadn't murdered everyone so quickly, we could have only lost two bloods, two pints of blood each in this particular part of the game but that's fine yeah so just terrible 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 cinema in every regard um i look i love schlocky horror but this isn't schlock this is just bargain basement bad horror this is the x-men <laughs> X-Men Dark Phoenix of horror. I mean, technically, it's it's okay, but it's just so boring. And as I've always said, I would rather something be aggressively bad and enjoyably bad or amazing. Boring is just nothing. Boring or average or is the worst sort of cinema. Either fail, either fail big or succeed big. Don't middle for the road it. Because that's not what Ian wants to see. So, yeah, um, one of my th- final thoughts on this movie. My final thoughts on this movie are I would give it one out of five, and that's been generous. Terrible writing, terrible directing. I won't even say. I won't say terrible acting because they have nothing to work with, so you can't even say whether it's good or not. Uh, scripting's terrible, story's terrible, the twist was awful. There wasn't even twists this time, it couldn't even be bothered. And the cop stuff is just fucking laughable at this point. And also, how the fuck is John Kramer on cover of Time? When in 
in this universe, he died like two weeks ago. And prior to that point, no one knew he was Jigsaw. But apparently now they know who his fucking wife is? Like, what the fuck? Seriously. So, yeah, um, terrible. One out of five. Do not recommend. Um, absolutely, in every possible regard, a sawful movie. And who knows, maybe Saw 6 can save the day. <laughs> oh, I don't think so. But, you know, I'll be back in a few seconds. In a few seconds, you'll hear me doing my Saw 6 re- preview. But I'm not doing it now because I'm really, really pissed off now. And I need a day's break from doing these fucking movies so you know hopefully i'll be more calm when you next hear me which will be for you guys in just a few seconds you know i was just cheering back enjoying the fact that my hot water's working again after a long day at work i thought i'd have a really nice bath i came home and thought you know what let's see if saw sits is on netflix or amazon prime or stars play Stars play subscriptions back to and I found it. So I'm like, yay, Source is on Netflix. But then I'm like, oh fuck. Wait a second. Looking at the image on page, I was like, wait, that's not the quotation marks protagonist of Source of Final Saw movie. Who's this guy? And then dawned me, oh no, this is a guy from the penultimate Saw movie, because there's seven of them. Oh my god! That means, people, that means your boy is going to have come back next week to do a recap of Saw 7, Jigsaw, and the mystery movie that connects the franchise. I'm so happy, guys. I'm so happy that I have three more, two Saw movies and a Jigsaw movie and a special bonus movie before I'm finished. So, so I even saw Saw is going to be a three-parter because I know you love my multi-part episodes. They're the best. And you can hear the exasperation in my voice because you guys might not be watching these movies. I'm watching them. Trust me, I am watching them. Despite my bad nature, I'm watching them. And I'm going to watch Saw 6 with the description, Special Agent Strom is dead, comma, and Detective Hoffman <laughs> has emerged as the unchallenged successor to Jigsaw's legacy, full stop. However, comma, when the FBI draws closer to Hoffman, comma, he's forced to set a gaming motion, comma, I'm not really rest. This is how far we've got, guys. This is what we're dealing with now. Saw 6. Saw 6. It's a sore celebration. No, it's not. It's the pain and the agony of masochism in effect. And as I said last night, someone, mas- even masochists deserve day off. So I had yesterday off. And I watched Jack Ryan season two. And I can't say enough about Jack Ryan season two. I love Jack Ryan, the TV show with John Krasinski and Numi Rupesh. It's so good. It's so good. But you watch something that good to make you feel good about mediums like TV and Sigma and then you have got Saw 6 and like my god die kill it if you have to no kill it but anyway I can't I've rambled enough about Saw 6 I'm gonna watch it I guess and I'll be back afterwards to give you my commentary on Saw 6 what am I doing in my life <laughs> Ian's just seen Saw 6. Ian's just seen Saw 6. Ian has just seen Saw 6. I have to keep saying that out loud. Because the more I say it, the less I believe it. But it's true. I've seen Saw 6. I've seen 6 movies in Saw franchise. I've now seen 6 Saw movies back to back, relatively speaking. I've seen 6 Saw movies. I've just spent 6 movies of my life. I don't even know how long total runtime six movies is, but I've seen six Saw movies. I've seen six, six Saw movies. Um, <laughs> what am I doing with my life? Seriously, what am I doing with my life? What am I doing? I'm going to drink some black right now, right now, right, right, right now. What am I doing with my life? I'm looking at my cabinets. I have two more nears. Do you know more? I have three more nears. Do you know more nears? It's Forrest Hammer. If you've seen the Avengers movies and four movies in Marvel Cinematic Universe, you know Forrest Hammer. 
I have two of them. I have two, three. I have three. I have three mourners. No, one from each aspect of multiverse. I have three. I have Stay Puft Marshmallow Man. I have DVDs. I have a Tigger on my, um, a Tigger stuffed toy on my mantle. That's a gift. A gift for someone rather, rather fascinating. I have a picture of Bane. I have an animated picture of Bane. I have a picture of the animated Bane. I have these things. I do. I legitimately have these things. Yet I still watch Sitsaw movies. Why is that? Why on today of all days, the day when got my hot water back after the hot water crisis 2019, why do I watch another Saw movie? I'll tell you why I watch another Saw movie. I do it for this podcast. I do it because I enjoy making this podcast and it gives me content. I like making content. That's the truth. I like making content. Content is fun. In this day and age, the content era, as some called it, making content is a fun thing to do. It keeps you relatively sane. But then how sane can I be after watching Sit Saw movies? And the answer is not very sane, not very sane. Oh, because I've just watched Sit Saw movies. I've just watched Saw Sits. I've watched Saw Sits. And what can I say about Saw Sits? It's that it's the most Saw Sits movie of Saw movies franchise to date. Not a sorcist. I'm never saying it's a sorcist. I think that's part three with that lovely doctor. Doctor who's fucking some other guy while her husband's threatening kill people and then they make up at the end but in between that she's getting pumped for information and by information I mean a penis. She's getting pumped for a penis. But no, so this is not a sorcist Saw movie but it's the Saw Sits of Saw movies. And what can I say about Saw Sits? Um, it's terrible in almost every conceivable way. Again, because this movie has a message, people. Saw Sits has a message. It has a message, and its message is this. Insurance companies are evil. I'll say that again. Insurance companies are evil. Now, surely that's a message we can get behind, because the insurance system in America is, in some ways, very corrupt and very abused. Because, essentially, people who need treatment aren't getting treatment. And they aren't getting treatment because of regulations and policies and all that shit. And it's made a lot of people very angry. And in some ways, rightly so. But in other ways, as this movie points out, accidentally, nonetheless, it shouldn't really make people angry. Because truth is this. Unfortunate truth is, if you have a terminal condition or a condition or a heart condition or something like that, you have to declare it to insurance companies. There is no black and white here. No shades of grey and you have to report it. Because if you don't report it and they find out, they are having their rights to deny you coverage because you have lied on your claim. If I have one leg and I report and I have two legs and then they go to amputate the other leg and I need insurance for it, they're not going to give me insurance because I like about having two legs. That's just that is. If you have pre-existing heart condition and don't report it, and then you have a heart attack, and your insurance company finds out you have pre-existing condition, they will not cover your policy because you lied to them. And that sounds horrible, but that's basic, basic logic from their standpoint. And whether you like it or not, it does stand up. Now, Saw wants to go the opposite way. It wants to portray John Kramer as a man who fights for the people and all of that. And what I think of is, one, John Kramer is not fight for the people. John Kramer is a rich motherfucker. He's rich enough to have multiple warehouses, come up with incredibly advanced tech for someone who's not even an architect or designer of any kind, and implement a vigilante campaign and come possibly the most well-known serial killer on Earth, who, within weeks of him dying, is on cover of Time magazine. This man clearly has money and funds, and yet we're supposed to sympathise with him because insurance companies won't sponsor him for specific cancer treatment? John Kramer is a rich motherfucker who can afford his own goddamn cancer treatments, so why is he having go at the insurance companies when he doesn't need to use them in the first place? And reason is, oh, because he's uh, he's a broken down man. It's like, no, he's an arsehole. John Kramer is an arsehole at this point. He's played by a very, very talented actor, but he's an arsehole and he's a piece of shit. And more flashbacks they show trying to make us think, oh, he's... 
he's not so bad all that, just make me angrier and angrier. And that they cut out scene in Saw 3 where he cried and realised that his entire belief system was bullshit. They cut that out because they don't want people to think John Kramer regrets his actions. No, he's in the right. He's Jigsaw. He's the missing piece of the puzzle he's not sociopath he's actually the protagonist of this entire franchise and all i think of this he's not protagonist of this franchise maybe he's the heroic villainous antagonist but nothing about john kramer is in any way redeemable he is a scumbag of epic proportions he is one of the nastiest characters in horror movie history and no amount of justification that he comes up with will ever actually provide any solid rationale for what he does he is a piece of trash to be quite frank and the more time they spend on him the more time they uncover back layers you start realizing he's not like shrek he's not an onion ogres have layers ogres have layers but when you peel back their layers, they're still an onion. They're still decent creature underneath. You peel back John Kramer's layers, and what you get? You get maggoty, putrid-infested trash. You get a maggoty-infested piece of cornbread. Or bread, even. A maggoty-infested piece of bread. And you don't want to eat a maggoty-infested piece of bread, because why would you? John Kramer is that. And more movies and more flashbacks we have to watch, the worse he gets. And you'll notice that I'm delaying from actually speaking about things happening in Sorcets on a main level. And the reason for that is that nothing happens in Scott that movie. It's basically insurance company's bad, Hoffman's slightly more bad, and Jigsaw's ex-wife justified. Because we get payoff to the what's in Jigsaw's box and he gives his ex-wife story for part five. And it's a bear trap because it's another game they're running on Hoffman. And at this point, if you're like me, you have no fucking rational clue what games are happening in what order, who's playing what games, what the stakes are, because everyone's playing games on everyone. And you start thinking, was Jigsaw omnipotent? Because all of these plans that Jigsaw puts in place rely on, like, him having omnipotence from beyond the grave like knowledge of what happens after he dies and it's like no thing the ancient one had that in marvel movies she couldn't see up to the point she died but somehow jigsaw can see past that point and also the fact that like hoffman's the main bad guy now but like they get to drop on him i he's just the more layers they add to mystique of who Jigsaw's apprentice is and shit like that, the more insipid it gets. The first three movies worked because Jigsaw was the threat, you know? And, like, despite the fact they rushed for a lot of plot from between three movies of Jigsaw plot could have played out over a longer batch of movies, they still had consistent threat. Jigsaw was the overarching threat and he was tense and he was a dangerous combatant. But in these ones you get fucking Hoffman who keeps getting taken down. Fucking in flashbacks we see Jigsaw take him down with ease and basically have him as mercy. And in present day we see him taking down these again and Jews Hucker as him as him at his her mercy and she puts a bear the face jaw trap on and Hoffman escapes from it, kinda. So you just watch these movies and thinking, it's just, at this point, none of the villains is particularly villainous. They're all a bit useless and traps are starting to make less and less sense because it's like Jigsaw's going off course. The only rationale you can make for it is perhaps Jigsaw got drunk one evening like Rick did in Rick and Morty and Vinke's episode, got really drunk one evening and came up with a really insane plan and when he woke up, decided that he was going to run with Spider-Man that made most sense because as you start to realise, every villain, every person he attacks is someone who's wronged him in some way so he's not actually doing the good work, as he puts it, to redeem people. No, he's just getting revenge on people who wronged him in some way, and it's getting increasingly tangible. Like, the insurance guy, he says, you you murdered me. But Jigsaw, like I've just said, John Kramer was a rich motherfucker who could afford it treatment without going through insurance companies. Unless they want to convince us new bought of the tools and the use for his games at a fucking gar- garbage sale. Garage sale. Garbage sale, no. That sounds quite apt. So, what are my final thoughts on Sorcets? 
I won't give it a one out of five. I won't say it's the worst of all of them. I'll say it's boring as shit. Very uninteresting. Very more nasty than usual. The opening scene with the um the woman cutting her arm off and guy cutting his into his liver and her telling Hoffman fuck off and saying she didn't learn anything because you know, she had cut her fucking arm off. That scene was just the characters being horrible to the two characters being horrible to each other. Like the woman and the large guy in Pound of Flesh. And it was just needless. It's like there's no attempt to figure out a way out of trap. And just speeding through it now. They're cutting through the paranoid her you, her you stuff and just going straight to gore. And when you do that, you lose out on tension and also you lose out on fact that this is a script and characters are meant to be interesting, not these fucking ciphers. No? It's absolute ciphers. So, no, not impressed. Two out of five. Not as bad as the last couple of movies, but not good by any stretch of his imagination. And thankfully, there's only one more main Saw movie left, and then Jigsaw comes after that. So, bad. Two out of ten, but could be a lot worse, as we've seen. And so, I'm going to be back in a short few seconds, whatever to do my epilogue and, I don't know, maybe I'll review a good movie for that, I don't know. But I'll be back in a sec. And that's time for the epilogue. Um, yeah, I've got more movies in this terrible franchise to watch. Saw 7, Jigsaw, and then the special mystery movie. I, gotta be honest, I don't really have any energy left, but I would persevere. I will endure. I will survive and I will not thrive, but when this is over, I will celebrate good times, no more sore. I'm celebrating. And you know what can do from there, but there you go. Um, what am I watching that's good? Rick and Morty. Rick and Morty's really good. I haven't got a season four yet because I don't have it on Netflix. And also, I'm watching the AEW or Elite Wrestling Dynamite episode 8 tonight, which is really good. And I'm mulling over whether I want to start my wrestling podcast up again. That was pretty fun. I know not many people listen to this whole one, but sometimes it's fun to do things just for you. And more writing. Lots more writing. I've fallen behind on that recently. But hey, that's life. That's what they say. Anyway, for another week, this is Ian Austin signing off saying, remember... Life is beautiful. And go watch Bad Ben 7. I'll see you on the QT.